something? I'm ready, man. What can I say? And we're live. And we're live. So live. So live. Yeah, man. I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah, I need my water. <laughs> which is... Yeah. I'm ready, man. What can I say? Perfect. No, I have a water. I've got soda because I'm healthy. <laughs> I actually just I went for a run today after work. Yeah. And like after you finish with the run you just want to eat everything so i just got like chick-fil-a all of the unhealthy everything and just completely undid all the work i just did hell yeah that's what you oh, want yeah. that's what you want yep that's what i did ideal yeah yesterday i did the same thing too i had pad thai i had like a third of a bag of chips i had ice cream i had cookies Ooh. yeah man sounds good it was good but also i'm like undoing all the work i ever did <laughs> to get them. it's like not i don't know that's all right that's all right as long as you're as long as you're putting in work at all right like it's okay i guess so you can mess it up sometimes. it's better than it's better than not putting work right in and also something. eating like that yeah i mean i guess you're doing something yeah. or anything at all right i'm doing the thing <laughs> so uh i guess we should we should first tackle what happened last week yes we should Last week we were on the Suck It podcast, so the we Suck didn't it do a variety podcast. hour. However, here we are. We discussed doing a weird interim variety hour, didn't we? You and I. We discussed it, and then uh, that's all. That's as far as that <laughs> went. <laughs> didn't go any further. <laughs> Discussion. No. Obviously, because nothing happened on Saturday. Right. Yeah, we. I remember talking about it, and then at about eight thirty, I looked at my phone and I was like, you know what? I think we were supposed to do a a podcast tonight and then i didn't get any messages about a podcast and i was like i guess not i guess we aren't doing that <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure well i went to my parents house on saturday ah. and so i ended up looking at my at like nine o'clock and we were just hanging out talking and i was like oh we were gonna do that thing but no one said anything about it so i guess it's okay yeah no, i guess yeah, it's fine I, I totally blanked on it until the end of the night i was just like eh, it'll be okay we did we did yeah. a podcast we did somebody else's podcast we did, and I enjoyed doing that. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, yeah. I uh, I actually think yeah. that we should do a variety hour where we play a show at some point. That'd be kind of nice. I think I would love to. Um, like, that kind of thing, podcasts, um, live streaming shows, I think, is a really nice way to to get our music out during COVID and all that stuff. Because, I mean, like, I wouldn't want to have a bunch of people come together if there's, like, a virus going around that's potentially deadly. No, yeah, that's how you know? I feel, too, yeah. Very much in the camp yeah. of, like, I'm not going to ask people to a show for that. Right, yeah. Like, it, like if everyone's scared about it, you know, I feel like that would just make people uncomfortable. I mean, I know? understand, like, people that are like, yeah, I still want to go out. All right, cool, more, more power to you. But I'm not going to be the guy to ask you to. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I think people should have the freedom to make that decision. Uh, but That's on you. If they're... Yeah, it just you just have to understand that there is that risk, you know? And one that I am not willing to take. I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, the bar band thing, as, like, an up-and-coming band, isn't the most healthier, hygienic thing. Like, we're already kind of in close corners with one another. We're already kind of sharing microphones most of the time. Like, it's it's a pretty bad, bad gig. <laughs> it's not really I mean, the best, yeah. health-wise. Hygienically speaking, there's probably so many activities that we never even thought yeah. twice about. And now we're going to go back to these things? Like, maybe... You know, after things calm down or something happens, we're gonna go back to a whole bunch of activities and be like, "Oh my I don't know if this gosh, is cool. this is so insanitary." Yeah. I don't know if we should do this. Carrying Lysol wipes everywhere and using rubber gloves, like. I know, like if I if I do a drum share with someone, like I'm gonna like wipe down their bass drum. Down, like, oh my. Where was where oh were your, your feet? Where where could they have been? <laughs> Keep your germs to yourself, you. Whatever. I was going to say leftist, but, you know. <laughs> then you're like, wait, that implies leftists can get germs only? <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> actually make sense scientifically? Yeah. <laughs> now, politically speaking, I would have to say that to the, the right-wing person, yeah. I guess. I don't I know, so. given the climate, the current guess, political yeah. climate. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter what... It's a circus, a dude. <laughs> Wash your hands. I know, and just live your life, dude. That's that's all it is. Oh, I love that dog. Ellie, you want to say hi? Ellie. 
Hey, Ellie. Oh my god. <laughs> Ellie, can you hear me? <laughs> Ellie the dog. Don't lick my I think she can, but she's not paying any attention to you. She doesn't care at all. She's got her dad there. Yeah, I know. Who cares about a Funkle when you've got a dad? I think she wants to go out. Tackle that. Dog. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love to do another performance uh, on live streams. I think that'd be a cool regular thing we could do. I think so. Honestly. So. Probably we're going to see more bands doing stuff like that as they realize that doing live shows is not coming back anytime it's soon. It's really funny that like a year ago I brought up to you the idea of like, man, we should really look at the possibility of doing an online type streaming show type thing because, you know, yeah, I feel like we could get a that. lot of people invested in it and maybe they would be into that kind yeah. of thing. And then we just, we were like, eh, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and then we were and like, here let's, we look at, let's, let's find a way to find more live shows. Yeah. That's what, That was a thought then. Yeah. Yep. Though I will say, nothing can replace the exhilaration of playing in front of a crowd. Honestly. Like, honestly. I felt that, though, a little bit when we were doing a live stream, but it wasn't the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fun to play like that, but no, it's not close. Like, I'm thinking about the Auto Bar. That was one of my favorite shows oh, that was a to great play. Show. That was a great show. There's a, great a lot of great show. video of us playing that, that show. Oh, really? Yeah, I have quite a bit from people that... that of stuff like after the gig was over and i have stuff from other bands that were taking video they said we sounded really good that night i could hear myself really yeah. well for most of the gig it was a good good show auto bar is a great great place to go. go to the auto bar this is this is the once revealed st stamp of approval for auto bar we also made some good friends <laughs> that night like like a bunch of other bands that night were really really cool yeah yeah and my friend james came out and that was really cool of him yeah. i was really happy about yeah. that and I met a band that was there that really liked us, and they chatted me up for like 20 minutes and asked us all about the stuff that we did, and I knew 0% of anything that you guys owned except my stuff, so I felt like an idiot. So if you're out there, <laughs> get on in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything that they're using. Yeah, dude, when we were at that show, I met, I actually ran into someone that I knew from like, I refer to it as my previous life. You know, when I lived in Baltimore, yeah. uh, I was growing up, and he was someone that, like, I knew through church or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, him and uh, his brothers were also involved in music. They had their own band. They called themselves the Band of Brothers. Oh, that's cool. Which, yeah, yeah, and they're, and, you know, they're all, you know, really talented type of people. And I look up there, and I'm like, wait a minute. I know that guy. <laughs> I know him. That's Luke. How what? I know him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really weird. But it was pretty cool running into him. He was, and he actually remembered me too. I was like, "Oh, cool! Thank God." That's cool. that'd be awkward. Yeah, that'd be super awkward. Oh uh, yeah. Who are you? I've totally done that before. Oh no. Like, because I'm good with faces, right? I'll remember people's faces really, really clearly, mm -hmm. typically. So I see a face, and I'm like, "Oh, I know that person." But then, like, I I go through the whole debate in my head, like, "Wait, do they remember me?" <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do they remember me well enough to merit me saying hello? Because I always want to say hello most right. of the time. Same, same. Yeah. I guess that depends. I don't know if that's always true. Maybe that's not true. But you know, if I'm in a good mood, if I'm if I'm at my I, best, I want to say hello. I want to say hi most of the time. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, do they know me well enough? Are they like, you know, on friendly terms in their own head about right. me? You know, yeah, yeah. will they take it wrong? If I say hello to them, did I do something mean to them right. last time I saw them? Which is probably a no. Because super funny you though know. that you like didn't even expect to see him there, and then he was just like there. Like, oh yeah, it, it, just a random per like a seemingly random person from my past. Yeah. It just happened to be at this place, and I just happened to see him there. You know. That's cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the As there's a drummer there. What? Huh? I said face. Oh, I was gonna. Say. As it will have it. <laughs> There's a there's a guy there who uh, got thrown out of the auto bar. Oh my god! What really? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um one of the other drummers that played there, he he uh he's a pretty well known drummer, but apparently he got into like a verbal thing with one of the workers, and they just like asked him to leave. Which which is not as exciting as like getting into a fist fight and being thrown literally thrown out. Yeah, but, but it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> That's on my back. Pretty close. I was like ah. I feel like that place would get rowdy if there were a lot of people in there. Oh yeah, I bet it'd be Feels great. Like a I mean, there's some cool like. Yeah. 
Well, the seats up on the upper level were like old what bus seats or bus something. Bus seats or something, yeah, or train seats or something. Yeah, yeah, and they're all tore up. Yeah, I really enjoyed that place though. That place was cool. You gotta take her out, hon. She's bothering you. Yeah. That she's just a friend. Yeah, I love that dog. Yeah. She's the trash goblin. Nice. Uh, trash goblin because she. Well, she you know, much as she. Apparently, possums behave similarly to cats. I'm into it. That's cool. Let's get pet possums. Dude, yeah, it, they're they've got that like ugly cute thing going on. The ugly cute. I like that. Yeah. Oh, close it. Close it. Apparently, a bug is broken in. Now we wait as the saga continues. You guys good over there? Okay, there's laughing. We're good. They're okay. I think they're okay. I hear joyful sounds. I think that means they're okay. There's a frog that... <laughs> a frog, you say? You know, if you were a magician, you could swallow the frog and regurgitate it outside. Oh my god! Come on, Ellie, just hunt the frog. Find it. Uh, we lost audio, looks like. I can't hear them now. Well, it's just me now, having a solo podcast as they chase after the elusive frog. If they kiss the frog, he'll become... Hmm, what will it become? If he kisses the frog, what would it become in a modern context? It wouldn't be a prince. We don't really have princes. A good senator? Well, that would be what it is. You kiss the frog and it becomes a decent senator because we don't have any of those right now as it seems. Ooh. Dustin, I'm pretty sure it's Vern screaming like a girl more. You know, I think you're right. But, you know, it's kind of unclear. We don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, bud. Welcome back. <clears throat> Let me tell no. you, let me weave you, let me spin you a yarn, sir. Alright, so what happened? Tell me about it. Did you so, kiss it and became a senator? Here you see one Ellie the dog. Ellie the dog needs to go potty. However, when my girlfriend went to open the door to let Ellie the dog out, a toad hopped directly into the house. Not knowing what to do, Lucky. she just jumped away from it. Kind of mimicking the toad, I guess. Fuck you. <laughs> and didn't really know what to do. So I went over there and I went to close the bigger door to like push it away and like just get it to like leave. But I realized when you yeah. close the bigger door, it's just stuck between two doors at that point. So I needed something to like scoot it away, to like go, go away, get out of the house. As soon as I did that, it hopped over the broom end and just went underneath of an end table that I have right next to the door. I was like... Well, now what do I do? So I grabbed the entire couch, pulled it completely away from the wall, had to take the broom and smack the fucking toad to get it away from, like, the inside of the house because it's, like, trying to jump into the house. And so I'm like, no, no, go away, get! So it jumped back away to the door, and I opened the door, and I scooped him back out. Man, I don't want to hurt him. Like, I'm just like, get out, go, go away, get! The saga continues. That was so what? scary. I was like, what? Why am I afraid of a toad? But it was just hopping everywhere. 
I mean, it's just her a in the background. She squealed the first time, and I was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta mute the microphone." That's when I turned it off. Well, according to Dustin here, um, he was pretty sure it was you screaming like it was. a girl. No, I did at least once for sure. It's fine. Just close the door. Don't worry about it right now. <laughs> yeah, go lay down, dog. You'll be all right. <laughs> Still, you need to learn how to kill toads. Just kidding. I don't want her to kill it. That'd be gross. She was, dude. She was just watching us. Like, <laughs> look at the fucking toads. Yeah, she's just having a good time. Why are you trying to eat the dog? Like, eat the frog? Like, I really don't want her to. I stand by my theory that if they kissed it, it'd become a decent senator. Just saying. But that's just my own theory. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no problem. <laughs> Did you hear what I was saying? No, what was that? So, you know that old thing where if you, like, you know, if, the, uh, if you kiss the frog, it becomes a prince, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. But we don't live in a monarchy, so, like... In this case, it would have to be something else, like a like a good senator, <laughs> like a non-corrupt politician of some sort. A non-corrupt politician, which we are in vastly short supply we, of. We're in, yeah, just like Prince yeah, Charming's, I mean, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying, you should have kissed the toad, and it would become a senator, and with like okay politics. <laughs> kiss the toad, it would have become a senator. Put yeah. that on my tombstone. Yes. He kissed the and toad he'll his speeches. and became a senator. He'll, he'll like do yeah. all this awesome stuff. And thank you for being so well dressed. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's definitely the we're gonna name the album that I think. I would love that. I think that would be incredible. I think I think that's the best name so far. And I think that I think I have an idea for the the album cover, but I don't want to say it while we're on stream because I want to ruin it. Yeah, you'll have to tell me afterwards. <clears throat> it's a very we can like. Very like Abbey Road meets Panic at the Disco meets. It's a good idea. I think you'll enjoy. Okay. I think okay. that's a good. I think that's a good synopsis that'll get people like, what if they hear this? So yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll involve that uh that crazy sorcerer guy that from that one dream with the purple suit. I have an idea for a shirt for that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is it like that uh like that shirt that's like a tuxedo but it's like purple? Oh, not. I meant like the uh the. The, the picture that you made, like the the one that you drew with the dude with like the big fucking cape and shit. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I have like a cool. like a shirt design that I think would fit really well with that. Mm, nice. Like basically just taking the whole front end of a shirt and giving it that that design, but then like fitting our name somewhere in there. Yeah man, that'd be like very Led Zeppelin esque, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because that was partially the inspiration I think. Yeah the idea without me realizing it right. until like after I did it and then right. I looked at it I was like oh that looks like the hermit doesn't it we can do a limited run of them or something do a what do a limited run of them or something yeah I think that'd be cool right. I would like that I would like to like maybe get some watercolor paint and like fill it in that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah yeah then it'd be like almost like a like an animated are you gonna do it like that me. spillover style where some of the colors are kind of running between the different objects and stuff I could do that. That'd be cool. I don't know yet. That'd be cool. I think that would be. But I think it would give it a different kind of life if it had color to it. Yeah, it would, for sure. Right. Now, the alien, should it be green or gray? Ooh. What do you think? Ooh. Ooh. I like... Something in me says gray would be gray. a nice... You gotta give them grays. It's all about the grays, man. I guess so, yeah. That's what they call them, right? Grays? They, oh, they, yeah, they, is it? Black eyes, they call them the grays, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Apparently, um... So I watched the, uh, this is probably going to sound kind of weird, but I was listening to the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, and he had um, Bob Lazar on there. Oh, I love that Talk one. The Bob Lazar podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one, that man. One, it's crazy. And, and you're like, okay, if this is legit, then this is definitely, like, the guy to listen to. Yeah. If this is a legit thing, this is the guy who would know. Yep. You know, and he said, what, what did he say? He was like, somewhere within it. Uh, in some documents that they had, they referred to the kids. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that whole thing is weird, too. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I guess that would mean that the aliens are really short. I mean, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or 
or something else, you know? I've always wondered, like, does that refer to something else about them? Or is it, like, just their stature? You know what I mean? Right. Or is it that they're actually, like, children, aliens? Who, or, they, like... or they act childish? Or there's something about their, their demeanor that, that makes them feel like they're working with children for, something, for some reason? I don't know. I've just always, I've always postulated that when we read things like that, that it could just be like a misinterpretation of the words that were being given. Because, I mean, a lot of people back then, they weren't thinking, well, people are going to be looking at this in 100 years and wondering what this is. That's only a really recent thing that we care a lot about how documentation's done because we're like, this is going to be the preservation of our era, you know? Yeah. And what do you, what do you mean? Like, what are you referring to? Um, so, like, like, for instance, uh, not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but this is like one that's yeah. actually come up and like become like a, yeah. like a thing. Uh, in Roswell, there were a few police officers who made like, like uh, police reports, seemingly cataloging some some actual wreckage and things to the spaceship that they they said at the time. But then like the mm-hmm. but then after the fact that the government said there was no wreckage, like it was just a weather balloon, and like that's like a verifiable thing. Like a, a policeman definitely wrote in a report like there there was wreckage of some sort. So like his version of wreckage. And what the FBI considers wreckage were obviously two different things if there was no spacecraft there. You know what I mean? And so that's what I mean is like right. the misinterpretation of what somebody could write could very well be the reason we see it as this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just like a – just kind of a mistake. Right. Of, of like, Not like even the an intentional thought, yeah, one. It just happens. But like it's wreckage but from a weather balloon or a weather balloon wreckage. Right. Like that's all it was. Right. You know, but he made it sound a lot more grandiose than that. And that, that that's where a lot of the misinterpretation comes from about what happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I actually went to Roswell. Yeah. How was it? See any little green men? Sorry, little gray men. What? Well, I mean, there were figures of green men all over the place. Yeah. I mean, everything about that town is. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. The yeah. Thing. Yeah. They bought oh, yeah, into they, it pretty hard. Yeah, they made bank off of it. Oh yeah, why wouldn't you? Well, yeah, it was probably just a is, small is that little the town landing on your roof. Is that what that was? I wish. No, it's just right, rain. I'm like, man, where are they? <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it just kind of did it for like two seconds, then stopped. Ah. so I don't know what's happening. Aliens. It's the aliens. aliens. Yeah. This is the aliens, man. For those of you who like just hopped on to watch this, and we're currently talking about aliens. All right, so there it is. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just throwing that right out there. We're talking about aliens. Yeah, it's alien talk. Yeah, right? we're talking about aliens. It, we're talking about aliens. It only yeah. took me and Nathan. What minute are we on? Minute twenty-six well, minute. Twenty-six minutes for us to get to aliens fully. Probably earlier than that. It was probably like twenty minutes we got on aliens. We were hinting at it earlier. Yeah, I mean we. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking so, of aliens, so, do you want to hear my master my master plan here? I, I hope somebody hears this and is like going to run with this because I'm always going to forget about those. Aliens? I want to hear. You ready for this, man? I got this idea. What happened here? So there's this thing. <laughs> I'm about to talk about this for the eighth time. I feel like Iron is just going to yell at me. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, but uh, so there's this fast on the Lord Soda. Right. There's this fast radio burst thing that we get, right? Like, have you ever, ever heard FRB 121102? You ever heard it? No. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, man. All right. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it from YouTube, and I'm going to send you the video. I'm going to let you see what it is. It's this uh, fast radio burst that comes pretty much, like, on time uh, pretty frequently. Uh, and Oh, fast radio burst. Yeah, coming from space somewhere. Yeah, okay, no, I have heard of that. I thought you said Versts, and I was just yeah. like, what? This is like a song or oh, something? No, 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 yeah, yeah. No, okay, so this is Burst, Fast Radio gonna, Burst. Yeah, I'm going to grab the, the thing here, and I'm just going to send it to you um, so that you can you can see the exact video I'm talking about here, but it's I'm going to throw it in the chat. It's this one here. So I have this theory on this thing, right? So... Okay. I don't I I don't know the numbers to use here. I don't I don't really understand what I'm doing so much as I have a theory on this. If you watch okay. the video and listen to the way that those things sound once they're like slowed down, to me it sounds like if you were playing back some sort of data file in an audio format. It <clears> sounds <throat> less like random noise to me and sounds like there's some 
like design to what's being done there. And the main reason why I say this is because at one point in the middle of it, you'll hear it goes through our seven tone scale like perfectly. And it's kind of interesting. Really? Like, and it does it twice. And it's, it's really, or three or four times really, I guess, because it keeps going through octaves of it. And it does it really perfectly. And it freaked me out because I was like, that's, that's a little bit much. You know what I mean? Like that's... I, I've got it on right now. Can you hear it? Yeah, yep. All right, so that's the fast version. That's the slow, that's the a little slower. Okay. This is a little slower. Hear it? You hear it? I hear it. Isn't that weird? You listening? It is weird. Wait till the next one. It gets even freakier. This one's pretty cool because there's a lot of chirping and stuff, but... It's gradated. You know, it's not like a constant slide it's, down. It's like... It knows what it's doing. Yeah, it's like really specific. Any musician would get that immediately from hearing that. And that's what I was like, oh, Lord, what is this? All right, here it comes. Yeah, it sounds like chromatic scale. It with is. all the half steps going down. Yeah, with all the half steps going down. So I guess it's a 12 tone. But it hits all seven, like, perfectly on the way. And I'm like, ooh. Like, that's almost like a like an intelligent thing. That's like a that's almost intelligently designed. That's almost like a almost specific like, hey, we know this too. How you feel about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kinda cool to me. And I don't know what that means, or if there's any like more data to be gleaned from that. But it's a fast radio burst, so there's a lot of information compressed in a very short amount of time. There sounds like there's a lot of static in there, but I wonder if the static is like noise floor reference. And I'm wondering if the beeps are like data levels. And we don't know if they communicate in the same level of like binary as we do. So if it was somebody communicating, could be in some other version of, of waveform communication. It doesn't have to be square wave. It could be something else. And so that's where I'm like, I don't know, man. Could be anything. Hmm. Freaks me out, dude. The main reason why I say this is because it Sorry, I, I went back to the, the live feed and then I heard you talking. Heard me talking about it, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's my yeah. like that's my sort of theory on it is like it could be like a like an image data or a video or something we're being sent, or maybe even an audio mm -hmm. file that needs to be decoded because it's a lot more mm -hmm. information but but you know sped up and compressed into this tiny little thing. Um I also I reckoned the idea of it being an image file from have you ever listened to the Voyager spacecraft golden discs, what they sound like on each of the two sides? The one side is like greetings from Earth in a bunch of different languages and like songs and stuff and sounds of Earth, like water rushing and, and some animal noises. Don't they and have such. Chuck Berry on there? Yeah, Chuck Berry's on there. Blind Willie Nelson's on there. Um, there's like a bunch mm -hmm. of cool stuff that they put on there. But the other side is like data and it sounds like, like, boop, boop, and that's like, I don't know, that's yeah. like a really fun representation of it, but that's basically what it sounds like. It sounds like noise floor bullshit and then a couple beeps for reference. And I'm assuming because mm -hmm. it's very low quality, it's like 8-bit, you're going to only have a couple reference beeps for quality. But if you were in higher resolution, I imagine there'd be a lot more reference beeping, right? There'd be a lot more right. beep, 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 beep. I want to know what our high-resolution imagery sounds like when it gets sent back to us. And is it similar to that? And is that why we don't know what that sounds like? Because <laughs> that would be very uncomfortable if that's what that turned out to be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I mean, that that definitely sounds like it was an ordered kind of sound in that yeah. video. There's, it seems a little yeah. too specific to me. Yeah. Well, here's another thing that's, that's cool that, re that reminded me of instantly. Um, and I would have to find it. I don't know where I found it exactly, but some guy did uh, research – or. He performed some kind of experiment with crickets. And what he did is he took audio recordings, really high-quality audio recordings of these crickets chirping. Mm -hmm. And then he slowed it down by a, a crazy amount. Okay. The sound of their chirping. And what he ended up with was what sounded like an angelic chorus singing tripart harmony. Singing three-part harmony. Like beautiful triadic chords going through like a choir singing beautiful calming music Whoa. and that was the chirping of crickets that was slowed down by this insane amount right and that's just kind of a natural occurrence yeah yeah which makes sense because you know when you um when you have 
the way that Harmony sort of developed was based off of the Overtone series, which is essentially a, a set of... Ratios of, and frequencies, right? It's Yeah, ratios of frequencies. Frequencies that resonate sympathetically with the fundamental tone. Right. Right? And so, you know, so that's as you move up the, the um, <clears throat> Overtone series, you end up with all these different extensions of chords. So you start out with, like, you know, the octave, right? Which right, is right. just, like, the same note. It's because that wave cuts the other wave in half, so it's perfectly consonant, right? And then you have, uh, well, I mean, that's what my arm, my tattoo right, is, right? right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Onyx, and it shows the the way that you have these ratio breakdowns. Of go go a little higher with it. Bring it up a little higher. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you and go. you can see where it gets cut in half. There's another wave that cuts it into thirds. There's another one that cuts it into quarters. Right. And that's the ratios. The perfect. Not... The the strong ratios, anyway, right? They're the strong ratios. Those are the ones that we we perceive as being consonant. Right. The more uh, the more odd the ratios get, or the more complex the ratios get. Sorry, that's when you hear it more dissonant. That would be like a twenty-seven to twenty-six ratio would be like a really dissonant. Very dissonant. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if um, how many sounds within nature are consonant in some kind of way or ordered in that kind of way to where. You know, they appear to be ordered by a person, but they're sort of a natural outgrowth of some natural phenomenon. Now, the thing about a chromatic thing is that that's from the even-tempered uh, scale that Bach came came up with. Right. Because if you followed this natural process, if you tried to switch keys, like if you had a keyboard, for example, and you're playing a tune that's in C major, right, and you use this natural tuning system... If you tried to switch all of a sudden to some other key, all the ratios would be off because they don't line up in half steps the way that we have music the they, line the up. The way you expect them to, yeah. Right, exactly. They don't line up that way. So they had to, like, adjust things so that it, it, it you know, Until traveled Until eventually. It. Yep. And so then you can play in all 12 keys, which is really important. That's why Bach came, it, came up with it because in Baroque music they did a lot of keys changing and stuff. So they needed something to do that. So what that clip that you sent me was doing was like an evenly tempered chromatic descent. And that's what seems a bit unusual because that's not necessarily natural. That's what I was saying. That's why I'm like, I just feel so specifically designed. You know what I mean? That's something that we right. took so long and so much deliberation as a human species to get to. that I'm like, that feels like it was like a specific, like, hey, we know you get this. Like, we, this is something right. we can talk about. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. like, that seems really specific to me. It felt like a hand reaching out when I listened to it the first time. I was like, whoa, man, that's fucking deep. Wait, it felt like a hand reaching out? That was my first thought hearing that, like, sort of, like, just chromatic feeling. Yeah, it was just like, whoa, man, like, like holy shit, something else might, might know the idea of music out there? That's fucking nuts. I've always thought, you know, humans might be weird because we're into this rhythmic thing. But, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, nature's really into it, too, huh? <laughs> like... Yeah, you've got circadian rhythms all throughout yeah. nature. You've got whatever the rhythm is. Uh, there's, like, a particular kind of rhythm to, like, the waves of the ocean. Right, right. You know, uh, things are evenly, I mean, when things just do things evenly with a expected pattern, like a, a bird, like a hummingbird flapping its wings is probably a very even, you know, speed at which they do that. Yeah, man, I just, Rhythm. yeah, I listened to it the first time, and I was just like, man, that, that fucked me up. I was like, what if, mm -hmm. what if there was something else out there making music somewhere else out in the universe? How cool would that be? You know? Well, that kind of lines up with the theory of mine about music, actually. What's that? I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I've told you about this already. You probably have. Hit me with it again. Yeah, well, now the world will hear it. Yeah, here we are. Um, this is your moment. So basically, this is your shot. This is I, I can put this, this beard to use. Everyone will see me as being smart and stuff. Yes. You're Nate Stradamus. <laughs> uh, Nate Stradamus? Yeah. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nate Stradamus. I, we've I like that. that so many times here in the house. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like your philosopher name for me. Oh, man, I'm honored. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. With my arrows shirts, yes. <laughs> spread my wings. Um, okay, so something that's true about music is that it's mathematical by nature. You know, nat yes. naturally. Yes. Because, I mean, just the really obvious thing is when you look at time signatures, 
you look at the way the rhythms break down, it's based on divisions and um, you know, fr uh, fractions and things like that, which is, you know, of course, in re direct relation to time. Right. right? It's right. just a way of dividing time and measuring it. And that's that's a fairly straightforward mathematical look at it. But the, the more fascinating thing for me is the, the vertical axis. I mean, that's like the horizontal axis, right? That's X, yeah? As opposed to the vertical axis, which is pitch. Right, right, right. So that has all kinds of uh, incredible, you know, ratio relationship going on, too. Uh, and I'm sure that there's some kind of relationship between that and, you know, sacred geometrical concepts. Now, I don't know as much about that, but I know it's Ooh. there. Because that's, that's also based on ratios. Relationships Nathan, up. you could be onto something there. So one of the theories that I had running into this was um, we received that FRB as, as like a constant. That that one comes back around uh, every. Well, I guess it's it, it goes for ninety days, and then it mm -hmm. stops for forty seven, and then mm -hmm. it goes or stops for fifty. Sorry, fifty seven, and then it goes again for ninety days. So one hundred forty seven day cycle total. Um, and mm. so. That I was wondering if those numbers play into it somehow. That would be a that would be an interesting, interesting give. I I did find a couple interesting things from that. Where uh, I believe forty seven is prime for sure. Pretty positive anyway, right? It's forty seven prime. Well, yes. Yeah, how are the, how the beam? You said forty seven days. Then... It's 47 days. Sorry, it's 57 days, and 57 is prime as well. Mm -hmm. So no, it's not actually. It... Okay, never mind. Oh, okay. That's well, I was, think, I was just thinking that when we measure in days, our, our day is kind of an arbitrary measure because it's only based off of the rotation of our Earth, as opposed to like the rest of space, which that amount of time is going to be different for every planet or different beings if there are, you know, if the beings are out there or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Well, the important thing with that, there's an amount of time, they're not measuring it in terms of days, so maybe the number of days is not as important as the ratio of the amount of time that it occurs in. Ooh. That's, you know, so that ratio might be important. So like so 90 the number to 57? Of, right, yeah, like that could be a helpful endeavor, maybe, right? But you don't want to put too much emphasis on the number of days because they... You know, if it is That's coming what from I was something else, yeah, 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 days don't really matter. You know, it's just an arbitrary measure of time. Lord Soda. Here we go. That's right. Can we simplify to thirty nineteen? That's the only simplification, though. Hmm. hmm. Cool. I don't know what that means at all. Yeah. If someone out there is listening to this and they know that there's something about 3019, man, yeah, I got nothing there. do that. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. <clears throat> well, yeah. Cool. But to continue my theory, yeah. the ratios of the pitches of the wavelengths, right, they create all these, you know, this whole tapestry of stuff. Um, but so it's so in other words, it's mathematical by nature. Uh, you can, I'm sure you can use all kinds of functions to describe different phenomenon in music uh, in relationship to those two factors coming together, right? Time yeah. and time and pitch. I'm sure there's like a bunch of stuff like that. So it's mathematical by nature, but for us, for people, when we perceive it, it transmutes meaning, which is different from math. Math describes in a prosaic way, and that's about all it's got. Right. Right. It doesn't reach a poetic level of meaning. Right. It it, it is what it is. it's reality. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. It, it's it's nothing else either. There's no abstraction. And the thing about abstraction is that um, it provides a more fundamental, deeper truth to things when when it's an abstraction of something. Right. Well, no. Hold on. Let me. I got a little twisted up there because numbers themselves are abstractions of natural phenomenon. But anyway. Um, so what music does is it transmutes meaning the way that a language does, right? Which and it produces an emotional reaction because it it communicates some kind of um, unspoken idea that we can perceive in our mind, and then that that 
idea in the mind produces that emotional reaction. Right? Right, right. So it seems like music is sort of an, a, a, an amalgamation of both mathematics and language. Like, it, it uses the functions of both of those things together. It's the thing that ties those two things together in a unique way. Good way of looking at right? it. Yeah, well, the, and the way that I would research this, because I would love to research this if I was a the Mr. Professor man, you know, I, I would right. want to study that. Um, but I'd have to get really good at math and also really good at linguistics and also psycholinguistics because you have to look at the way that the mind, the brain perceives um, language and understands meaning in language, which takes all kinds of uh, freaking... Um, Understanding of what's what's that what's that freaking word? Parsing the way that we parse like language up, right? Right. Which I looked just a little bit into it. There's all kinds of stuff about that, and you know, oh, it, there's it like goes deep too. It goes really it's, deep. There's a lot. Right. There's so much to it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that would take. But being that that being the case, if you know, there are other things out there that perceive meaning and are able to perceive, you know... Individual meaning, too. Yeah. I mean, that would be the way to bridge the gap between two disparate species. Because, I mean, mathematics, I feel like, would be a sort of commonly understood thing. Not in the same way that we understand them, but it's like, right. you know... It's why we, like, on the Voyager disc, we included, like, the... The, the once in a billion year hydrogen transition, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because that's like supposed to be something any elementary level chemistry like student would know. Like, even even like another species would know hydrogen does this once in a million years just because of mathematics. So, like, mm. that's just the way it is. Statistically, it has to do. Like, I just like it's mm. so cool when you look into like the stuff that they included on there, like as a way of trying to like explain. Like they explain our ten base system with like just a bunch of symbols. Yeah. Right, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. That is really cool. It's like you're trying to find the most fundamental things that we understand and see if they also understand it. Yeah. They also like use like a star map that was based on like showing um like the distance and direction from a bunch of different pulsars and quasars. So that like mm. they would be able to yeah. look at them and see what like the rotation of the the uh, that particular quasar was, and then go based on that to go. Okay, well, if they're seeing it at this repetition, they're seeing all of these ones at these repetitions. Then it must be there. Is like the idea? Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool, cool idea. And and I actually the other night I was like reading about quasars and reading about how they do that. They have like these repetitions that are very specific and they're at very specific intervals. I was just like, man, we could use those as timekeeping devices. We could, like, point lasers at those bitches and just get, like, infinite time from them, couldn't we? But then, like, I was, like, at the same time, I was like, man, we could also use that to give people our location. Then I Googled it and found out they did that in the 70s. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because, like, whenever you think of something really cool like that, you're like, wow, I can't believe I thought of that thing. You can probably assume that someone else thought of it. Yeah, too. I immediately thought that it had already been thought of, but I immediately Googled it and found out that I was just, yep, I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But then you kind of feel good. You're like, oh, man, I came up with a smart right, thing. Right, I was intuitive. I, I got to that solution on my own somehow, just on the yeah. on the back of ideas that I knew. So, like, at least I've caught up with 1970s scientists, right? Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> You're getting there, man. Just got another, oh, my God, 50 years. Yeah, give me another 50 years of science to catch up on. Yep. <laughs> it will be in 2070, and yeah. you'll have caught up in 2020. Yeah. You'll know a little bit about quantum mechanics, and yeah. we'll have figured it out. Watch, in, in 2070, I'm going to wake up one day and just be like, Hydroxychloroquine! <laughs> <laughs> 2020 science. Just blame the other side. <laughs> it's all the other side's fault. It's all the other side's fault. Doesn't matter what side you're on, it's the other side's fault. That's what we did in the army, right? It was blame the distant end. What was it? Blame the distant end. <laughs> yeah. In communications, uh, there's always two ends, right? It's you and then the distant yeah. one. It's always their fault. It's always their fault. Yep. 
Yeah, that's it's like people have taken that to be their philosophy of life. Yeah, yeah, that's not a new thing though. That's pretty, that's pretty common. People have been oh, doing that for a long time. I mean, people. I think people have always done that. It's it's yeah. just the classic idea of projection. You know, individuals project their own like weaknesses and vulnerabilities and uh, you know worse attributes and just take it and put it onto other people. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the reason that they see it so readily in that other person is because they actually see it about themselves, and that's yeah. why it makes them so mad. Yeah, and I I wish people could be more realistic about that kind of thing, but that's never happening. Yeah. Well, it takes it takes a lot of like mature honesty to like look at yourself and say, "Oh man, I'm doing that thing. That's not cool." Right. You know. Right. Or 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 so. recognizing that you absolutely don't know enough about something. That's hard. Right. For a lot of yeah. To do. It's hard to admit that, especially when you're like me and you have an intellectual superiority complex. <laughs> look at what you've done. Look at what you've done to Nate's genius. For real. <laughs> No. Not to say that I am smarter than other people. I just think I am, and that's a problem. That's funny. No, I, I always, I always feel like I'm dumber than everybody around me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think I've like definitely compensated hard for that same feeling, you know, by trying to sound real smart about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I feel like I've done that at some points in time, but most of the time I just feel dumb. I'm just like, well. That's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Barking up at, at me here. So, so check this out, man. I got a new thing that I feel like you need to check out specifically because you would Zoom? like it. Yeah. So remember, like forever ago, I talked about getting like a handy recorder. Man, I'm gonna use Zoom for all my meetings, Vernon. I already have Zoom. It's not the same Zoom. It's, it's okay. Zoom. It's a different type of Zoom. Okay. Check this thing out. No. Okay. Hang out. Look at that. Well, that looks important. It's well, fairly, but hang on, hang on, hang on. It gets cooler. It gets cooler. This is the part. That, this is the part that I thought was pretty cool. Oh, oh, you'll understand in just a moment when you see what's going on it. Ta-da! It's a handy. Oh, I recorder. see a microphone. Yeah, it's a handy recorder. So basically, oh. it's a four-channel. Plus a microphone, LNR, uh, handy recorder. So technically, one of these is all you would need to do like drum recording if you wanted. Um, you could pick up like this or the cheaper version of this, which has like four tracks but is less or lower quality. Um, but they're yeah. pretty sweet. I got this for like three hundred something, three hundred thirty or something like that. But um, they um, they're very cool in that, like I said, they're four tracks. You literally just input. There's two wow. inputs on the side there, two inputs on the other side there, and then the microphone at the mm -hmm. top, and then it's got the four dials in the front that controls everything, right? Yeah. So it's like, we could put the whole Wait, band input. through so, one of these. So, like, literally at rehearsal, we could just plug the band so, into one so, of these. So you plug in the other microphones into it, and it takes it into it? Yeah. So it's like a handheld mixer, basically. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. And it's got, like, the four channels. They're all here on the front. Yeah, four channels plus the LNR. It's pretty sweet, man. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So what you're saying is you could like really easily record like a rehearsal and get yep. decent okay sound at least. Yep. Dude. That's right. Cool. That's I'm like right. That's I'm like yeah. Let's do yeah. it. That's I'm gonna I'm thinking like next uh, next Tuesday when we come back in I'm gonna bring this in and do a little recording with it and see what we can get out of it. This might yeah, become a like a go-to thing for me in general because I'm looking to get into sound design, and these are really good mm -hmm. for making field audio recordings. So nice. Yeah, this guy paired with a uh, handy little furry sock makes for <laughs> <laughs> makes for quite the quite the business. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah, you should definitely look into they they have like the H H one, H two, H three, H four, H five, and H six. This is the H six. Mm-hmm. Um the H eight just came out recently. And it's unbelievably good, but like it's super high quality. Mm -hmm. It's like unnecessarily high quality for what we're up to. <laughs> yeah. That's 
That's some that's some pro pro level stuff there. That's insane. But it's also not that much more expensive than this. So like, well, I can't I can't shy people away. Every time I talked about it, I'm like, just get the eight if you want. I guess. There's yeah, no really. Not to. Wow. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what that sounds like whenever oh, you do dude, plug it up. I have played with it a little bit just to get like decent audio, just to see what it sounds like. And oh man, it's great. Yeah. Like it's. I have this pair of headphones that came with and stuff that I'm running with, and man, it's it's awesome. It's it's really unbelievable the kind of audio quality you can get out of this. Nice. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. I want to definitely try it in the studio, like with some some good microphones and see what it sounds like. But the the other thing yeah. with it too is it like it has phantom power built into it. It has um. It has like a AC adapter you can plug into the wall. Like, so you don't have oh, to wow. run it, you know, off battery power all the time, but it can be run on battery power, so you can, like, run around outside with it and stuff. Really sweet. Wow. Yeah. So I feel like what you could do is, um, well, how would you set up the four mics? Um, like, basic rundown would be, um, yeah, you would be most of the room mic, right, because you're playing drums, so it's very loud. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. you're gonna take up a lot of that on your own, um, but you would get an overhead just like normal, mm-hmm. um, and then it'd be two guitars and a bass. What about vocals? We wouldn't have that. That would just be for instruments. Yeah. Oh, okay. We could do instruments. Gotcha. We could do vocals with it. I don't know how to. I guess we could do everybody into another mixer for vocals, <laughs> and then dump us into and a single channel that way. And... That would yeah. work. That would work. Or dump both the guitars. Well, I guess I could dump both guitars into a single channel too. That could work too. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of different ways to, to figure that out, but good question. Yeah. <laughs> you could have the three. Um, you could have the three vocals and the two guitars go to a mixer and have the two channels coming out go into that little guy. Basically, uh, one, yeah. One. One. Yeah, one for bass and one overhead for drums. Right. Or instead of an overhead, um, I I saw a video where uh, a guy was talking about how you would mic a drum set using just a few microphones and like like, cardio between the uh, the hi hat, the snare, and the kick. Yeah, like kind of where your right knee goes. Yeah, it works pretty well. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So it could be that too. You know, as long as it's pretty. That's a pretty. useful way to do it i did that in one of my first bands when i was very very young um one of my first recordings that i ever did and it had decent drums like compared to all the other instruments the drums sounded really good and i was like oh cool yeah Yeah, whenever i saw this guy do that in his video it sounded like real decent yeah yeah so we could that's one of the things i feel like you don't figure out until you're just toying around with it for a long time like what would it be if i just tried to use one microphone yeah, where's a good place? And then you just try it all kinds of places on yep. the floor, overhead, yep. to your right, to your left, behind you. Yep. You know, so eventually you crotch. find some weird spot that it's like, wow, okay, cool. I got some of the kick, most of the snare, yeah. a little bit of the hi hat. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, I'm excited about the song coming out. Me too. Enjoy the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I love that song. Me too. Every time I've played it for people, they like it too. Yeah, I uh, I'm particularly excited. Um, it, it was a it was a weird song for sure from the very beginning, and so like I'm excited to see what people think of it. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, the, the fact that it's a weird song I think is making it so appealing. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think yeah, it's well, a, I think it's fun. It's it's just a lot of fun to play for me too. Like it's I don't know. When I was when I was initially writing the different bits of it, like I, I never ever expected all the parts to come together and be so cool. And I, there's actually I have a recording on my phone of me playing like the original version of it on acoustic guitar, and it's mm-hmm. basically the same format. Like the song isn't that much. I even the eight bar measure where like Scott does his guitar solo, like that even that section is in the song. Like I even played that part and like didn't do anything else with it. And I was just like. Wow, check that out. This song basically had the same structure from the beginning to the end. Like nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well it's got a it's got a nice straightforward structure, which is really song, cool. Yeah. It's very much a rock song. Yeah. It is very much a rock song. But then like so, you know, I've listened to a good bit of Jimi Hendrix lately yeah. and what I've noticed 
Well, actually, about Black Sabbath, too, oddly enough. Those two bands, like, in their earlier days, or, or well, Black Sabbath in the 70s, mm-hmm. the drummers for those groups, and they, they played, like, swing drummers playing for a rock band. You know? That's so, I mean, Mitch, Mitch Mitchell for Jimi Hendrix definitely was a jazz drummer. Absolutely. And then played for Jimi yeah. Hendrix. And you can hear that very, very obviously. But even Bill Ward in, in like, the 70s, you know, if you listen to certain things, it sounds like big band licks. Yeah. Except, you know, the drums are tuned differently and, you know, whatever. But, like, especially for, like, fairies wear boots, that's, like, hardcore swung. That's true. And so yeah. This song is kind of echoing that same kind of sentiment. And I was thinking to myself, man, these guys play have this, like, free and easy kind of style, like a jazz drummer, except it's really heavy also and, you know, really drives. But it's not like... The way you hear these hyper-measured progressive metal drummers, you know? <laughs> you know, I just thought of when you said fairies wear boots. Yeah. What? The time that we saw that cover band play fairies wear boots, but outside they of the swing, play. they played it straight. Well, they didn't decide to. He, he It was like a... <laughs> well, he didn't decide to. That's the quote of the year. <laughs> well, he didn't decide to. He just didn't know any fucking better. That's what Nathan wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, they did a great job with everything else. Everything else was fine. Every other song was but, even amazing. Uh, like they, they, they played some really fucking difficult music that night. But oh, that was yeah. a weird, weird one to fuck yeah. up. I'm gonna be honest. And that's because it just wasn't swung, man. There was no swing in it. You gotta play like a swing guy. That shit was so funny. I just, I thinking back on that, I was just like, what a fun night. I, I got a little tipsy that night too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was that one was of those nights. Good. Yeah. That was a good night. I remember that. An old soundstage. <laughs> she, she, I hear her over there. She, a little tipsy. Fucking absence. <laughs> nice. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny, man. That's another one I want to do, like, immediately. We need to record Still Waiting. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that today. I was thinking, like, there's two songs that we need to record, Still Awaiting and um, Lost in Transition. Yeah, I would love to hear those two on an on an A-side, B-side single. Ha! Huh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like those two songs. I wonder which one we should do, like, first of those two. I think we should just go ahead and start tracking stuff for that. Probably. So we can keep the momentum going. Yeah. 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 But But, like, as far as which one gets released first, I'm not sure. Not 100% sure. I'm torn, to say the least. Yeah, I feel like we're just going to have to like decide on one and just roll with it. Let's do Lost. That's what I think is going to happen anyway. My money's on leaning, Lost. I think I was leaning towards Lost myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting the other two are going to lean towards Lost too. So I'm thinking so, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like Lost in Transition is going to be the single after the next two singles. So that's a fun, yeah. fun revelation to have right now. Well, that's good, because that means we've got um, Enjoy the Show coming out, then we're going to have Slight Delay coming out like sometime after that. Right, right. And then we'll have two more in the pipes ready to get ready to get out. Yeah. yeah. So I really do think it'd be funny to release those two together as a single, though. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Talk about opposite songs. You're talking about our most ballady, radio-friendly song that we have compared <laughs> to the most harsh... We'll we'll pull Thrashy, it, we'll put it on a on a two song two song single and we'll call it Polar Bears. Bipolar Bear. Bipolar Bears. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Bipolar Bears. <laughs> yeah. It's so oh, accurate man. though, it makes so much sense for that. Oh it does. It does. They're total opposites. And it's like we've got both of those things in us. Like we can be the uh like smooth, easygoing ballad rock band. But I always also... think of us playing the. We did that live now at least twice. Like, oh, yeah. 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 that shit was hilarious, dude. I was crying when we did that on stage, waiting for the shit to be set up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gives me a chance. Like, I learned how to play a bossa nova. Well, I actually learned how to play that in high school. Um, yeah, but it's one of the things that, like, in your college jazz quartet, you always, you, at some point, you play a bossa or two, you know? Right. 
and you try to do it hip, but it's a bossa nova, so it sounds like elevator music no matter what. <laughs> it's so, so funny. It's just so fucking funny to me. I, I love that. That's the, the best time killer ever. It is. Yeah. Actually, there are some bossa novas that sound good. You know, most people think of the girl from Ipanema, um, but there's some other ones that I'm sure are out there that are good. Like if you if you have some good people playing it, then it, you can make it hit, kind of. Not like really amazing, but you can make it kind of good. It's like I'll, all right. I'll take that as a couple salt. <laughs> That's all I can muster for bossa novas, honestly. That's good. It's a couple salt to bossa novas. Yeah, couple salt. Well, the reason that I I know so much about it is because um, there's something called the rudiment ritual that right. you know some drummers learn. Um, it's something that Alan Watts came up with, and you play a bassa pattern on the bass drum and hi hat with your feet, which is just an Austin. Now it's just some pattern, boom, 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 yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom, just for like, and it takes about 20 minutes to play through this thing, and you play about it's like 85 different rudiments on top of that. Uh-uh. Yeah, so you go through like paradiddles, uh, you go in different types of uh, paradiddle diddles and you have like flam rudiments like flam taps flam accents swiss harmony triplets and um you know then you have like flama diddles and flama flam flams and like all this weird stuff i just feel like you're making stuff up at me right now it sounds like you're making it up but honestly these are real things I and they're it. hard to play that's so funny yeah to yeah flama, and there's like some flam flams yeah all the rolls like six uh, six stroke rolls five stroke like uh, like one through seventeen rolls, you know. <laughs> Salmon yeah. rolls. Salmon rolls, you know. Avocado rolls, you know. <laughs> California rolls. The California rolls. Yeah. yeah. So, but but that's that's where the bossa thing comes from. But that's really, amazing. you could do that over top of any foot pattern. Right, it doesn't right, matter. Right. It pretty much yeah. feels that way. Feels kind of like elevator music. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, like that's like I got I accidentally picked up a Bossa Nova record, and I didn't want it, but it was in the wrong sleeve. Like I was getting, I thought I was getting Cannonball Adderley, something or another, jazzy jazz or something. Yeah. I don't know. But then I took it out, and it was Cannonball Adderley playing Bossa Novas. Uh, it's a whole album, just freaking Bossa. Like who wants that? Who, who likes that? you now? <laughs> oh, God. I guess I have to now. I have it. It's in my record collection. I have to give it its honorary role. That's amazing. You gotta, you gotta play it. Let's, uh, let's pay for the license fees to use that as a, as our opening song. Ask, like, are we gonna get sued because we decided to play like some shitty bossa nova music over our, <laughs> our video stream? It'd be amazing. Oh. It'd be amazing if we got DMCA'd for some shitty bossa nova from like the fucking seventies. I know. Some fucking vinyl cut in the fucking 60s or something. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hilarious. That'd be great. I actually would enjoy that. I would enjoy the legal battle with that, because it would just be like meeting a bunch of old people who are really bitter. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really funny. Well, if we could keep this litigation going long enough, I think we'll outlive them. Yeah, (laughs) it would be some, like, record company executive with a suit, and he's just, like doing business and that's right, all it is. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, it's mine. It's mine. I own the rights. Give me the money. Yep. Whatever, you're right, I guess. All the profits we made off of this variety hour go to me. All six cents. Well, in that case you owe me five dollars. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ah, yeah. Gotcha. Ooh. Yeah, real talk though. That's the only reason we're not doing music. If we if we could get away with it, we would. But I guess we could do yeah. like we could play our music. I could put my lo-fi stuff. We could get mm-hmm. Will's band. We could we could do all that stuff. That'd be fine. But we would just have to have the right sheets written out already, and I would have to write out right sheets saying that I allow my music to be played on our streams. That if we DMCA it, I can just send them the rights sheet and be like, "This is my shit." Sorry. Yeah, do that. We could just like do mini performances of stuff. Right. That's a good yeah. idea. Like, I've got a keyboard. I don't know how to play anything right now, but I have I one. Have a, I have a kalimba. Let's do it. I have a marimba. So we've got the imba band going on. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. look at that. Or imbeciles. 
The yeah, Kalimba Marimba band, oh. the Imbeciles. The Imbeciles. <laughs> Someone did that. With your Kalimba's lead Imba Elmano and your and your sub Imba Armano. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Elmano Armano. It's hilarious. Should we explain that to people or just leave it alone? Um I don't know. Leave <laughs> alone. See if uh, see if people ask us about it. Yeah. Elmano, Armano. Elmano, Armano. Yes. Well, we've been live for an hour. That was a quick hour. It was a quick hour. Well, we got to talk about aliens. That's why. Oh man. Yeah. Time flies when you're talking mm-hmm. about aliens. I know it does. You know, just like just like aliens, time time flies for them. Or does it? Or Maybe do it they doesn't. control it? it does. Maybe they travel freely amongst it. Maybe they are time. Well, according to Bob Lazar, if they have the technology to bend gravity, then they have the ability to do some weird stuff with time, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But either way, I think that this means that our time is up. Is done. (laughs) (laughs) We've been one half of once revealed. Yep. You've been one half of good. And we're only moderately well dressed. <laughs> Everybody's medium today. It's okay. <laughs> yep, the side shirt I wear is extra medium. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>